Ow. Boop. Ow. Boop. Are you giving me the pox right now? I was, I was, I'm just, I'm poking. Don't poke me. Ah, I like poking the daddy though. <laughs> no, don't he, poke then me. Then he tells me his safe word. <laughs> Bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Welcome back to What's Your Safe Word? I'm Am. I'm Mr. Christopher. And today... The shit is bananas. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere else with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you get the shits with money. The sex education podcast that's got a few kinks, and this episode has already been flagged by all of your favorite podcasting <laughs> platforms because... We're, we're talking about the box. Yeah, as we should, as we need to, because yep. not only do we have questions, but all y'all keep asking us questions. I know, as if we're a doctor. Well, I'm not a doctor, but you know who I, I know. I play one mm -hmm. on TV. Oh, really? In the videos. What, what would, I've, what, I've, I've been a doctor on <laughs> many a video. Wait, what would your doctor name be if you were a doctor? <laughs> Dr. Weston. Oh, that's actually a really good doctor Thank name. You. What, Thank what, you. What show are you on? Uh, uh, oh, God. Uh... Days of Our Wives. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a kinky spin of like Days of Our Wives. I was trying lives. to think too of something like a kinky hospital. <laughs> uh, well, that's not. That's, yeah, it doesn't really have the same ring. No. Maybe, what about the the young and the fistless? <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I'm Doctor Amp here no, to make sure that you are current on all of your vaccinations. I got one. Hung in the restless. The hung in the restless. No, yeah, Come on, that's good. That's good. That's good. Come I, on. Anyway. And today we are sitting down to talk with everyone's favorite social media queer doctor, Dr. Carlton, who we've met before at Austin Kink Weekend, um, and we're so lucky enough to make a connection with. But now that all of the monkey pox of it all is becoming more and more, not only sensational, but misinformed in a lot of our communities, we finally got a chance to sit down, talk with him, and really ask the hard-hitting questions. And right now, his Instagram is going viral. <laughs> Come on, that's good. Come on, that's good. I hate. <laughs> I'm. I might. I might shave that off the podcast today because today's our sponsor, <laughs> Manscaped. Now, Manscaped, as everybody knows, is one of our favorite sponsors here on the podcast. They make sure that we are shaving ourselves not only time but money in and out of the bedroom. And in fact, do you know who just did a, a manscaping uh, Instagram like couple stories on their Instagram? Did you? No. Oh. Dr. Carlton? Yeah, yes, exactly. Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's hairy, so that would work. Oh. Well, if you too would like to check out Manscaped, now they have, as we've talked about before, lawnmower. We got we got the 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 weed whacker, but now they are even doing entire shaving kits. So right here we have the crop exfoliator, we have the crop gel, and the crop shaver, which comes with its own little replacement blades. And this thing is not only handheld but conveniently shaped, is gonna get in all those nooks and crannies and just make sure that you get the closest shave for the best price. You know, I just took mine camping and I totally just dropped it on in the dusty ground. And I was like, oh shit, I just broke it. Nope. It it it, it did a great job on my beard and my <laughs> my mustache, even in a little broken mirror that I had. So if you're ready to get your own summer savings on, fear no more. Because the Kings of Crouch Comfort Manscaped is making sure that you have the best shave. So you can use offer code Watts20 at manscaped.com to make sure you get 20% off and free shipping, again, with our code what, Daddy? What's 20? At manscaped.com. Up your crotch game or just your face. Again, I use mine on my face. I use it on, I've used it on my, my sideburns before because then your whole entire body will thank you. Now back to the podcast. 
Now, Daddy, you just got back from, and I think we're going to talk about it with Dr. Carlton a little bit. You just had your own little gay excursion. I just went to Lazy Bear Weekend, which is here in basically San Francisco. It's an hour north of San Francisco. Um, but it was tons of bears frolicking in the woods. I got to camp with some of my favorite leather cigar daddies and had a great time. What does bears frolicking in the wood look like? Can you show our patrons, please? Wait, actually, this might be the daddy. Okay, here's the daddy. No, that's not. That's, they, well, they frolic a lot by uh, 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 sniffing each other's beards and blowing smoke into each other's faces. So that's that's them frolicking. Yeah, I went to the Rainbow uh, or uh, Triple R uh, there, and they have these mudslide slushies. That they come out of a slushy machine. Oh, they're delicious. They're good. You've had them. I don't like the, the no mudslide makes me think of colors and substances. No, it's, it's Kahlua. You love Kahlua. Okay, if it was called a Kahlua slushy, that'd be a different <laughs> <Jesus> story. <laughs> Give it to me. Put in mouth. Anyway, well, anyway, so I started drinking one, and I immediately got a brain freeze. You know how you do if you do a a, a shake like a. Like ice yeah. cream. It's, yeah, brain, brain freeze. freeze. We, I think we've all had a brain freeze in some. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm waiting for the the, the, the real hit me with that, <laughs> that point to the story, daddy. But each time that like you like, so I, I had to stop and like have to massage your forehead and stuff. But each time I looked down into my drink, there was a bee in it. And I don't know why bees were so attracted to my drink this time that it had never happened to me before a bee yes what like on the straw in the in my mudslide yeah yeah did you didn't swallow any did you no but well, i came very close Jesus. to <laughs> getting stung <laughs> by a bee trying to enjoy my drink so i don't know what it was about me but that happened to me two times not one time two times that's terrifying i know right well, I, I I mean, hopefully today's lovely guest will be able to, I mean, we're not going to well, talk about bees. And but. I was worried because I went up there and, you know, so monkeypox is the topic of the day up there at these events. We went to Dory Alley. Everyone had different safety measures for how they were going to deal with their monkeypox and large crowds. And over Dory, it was lots of people didn't take their shirts off in crowds. Um up at Lazy Bear, uh, that was not an option because it's fucking hot out and you're out in the summer and on a river and by the pool. So uh, I heard lots of people saying, oh, well, I'm just not going to rub up against anyone. So we had a lot of people. A bunch of bears not rubbing against each other. That's, that it was hilarious comical. to watch, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> Meanwhile, I literally went to Willow Pill the other night. It was a drag show. Oh. Not a big pill, but a little pill. Mm -hmm. And I went in a full onesie. And before that, I thought I had, of course, a pox because I get destroyed by any mosquito that gets into my house that it bit me all over. But it wasn't. I checked. Well, you're a little bit of a hypochondriac when it I comes to. I am not. To, no, but I'm. When, anytime you get a blemish, because you you have it like perfect alabaster skin. Good save. <laughs> anyway, so anytime you have the mere slight I blemish, I went to Willow Pill. Worried. And I went in a full onesie, long socks. I had a, a, a hanky around my neck just so I could like put it. I was very cautious because I, I don't want to go into a space. I mean, we had standing room, but it was still very busy. And so like, I'm good. We're fine. But I just not touching people is, is it feels like COVID 2.0. 
Yeah, so, no, it, it, it's a weird. It's an awkward thing. And here we are again dealing with another pandemic. And um, it's, it's I know it's exhausting and overwhelming for people. And then the other thing is the frustration because there is a vaccine available, but it's limited supply. And some communities, the rollout has been better than others. Some some communities has been horrible. I've heard all these stories from different people. Um, so I can't wait to talk to our next guest because I'm sure his inboxes are flooded. Case in point, today's guest, Dr. Carlton, I found through TikTok, but then we met, um, has over a quarter million on TikTok as far as followers, has a very booming career on Instagram as well, is a Mayo Clinic graduate, 2022 Pride honoree by FX Networks, as well as just a certified doctor in the queer space that is happy to answer questions and make sure, as our community does, make sure that we keep each other safe. Because at the end of the day, the government sure ain't doing enough. No, it's actually, it's, it's very interesting. I've gotten a lot of my information from his Instagram feed. Um, and it's, it's funny to get news and information that way for, for a guy my age. And I can't believe I'm doing it. But even more important, a reason to make sure that we are following trusted individuals, make mm -hmm. sure we're sharing resources and looking out for each other. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation with Dr. Carlton, which is coming up right now. Let's give him a little ring. Daddy, can you, uh, ring him? Can you like dial a beep, pop, boop, boop, pop, beep, oh, no, wrong number. <laughs> It was boop, 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 beep, bop. <laughs> On to Dr. Carlton. Welcome to the show, Dr. Carlton. Doc, Mr. Carlton. Uh, I'm just going to call him Doc. What's that up, sounds Doc? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thank you again for making the time for us today. Um, we've already kind of given a, a short little bio of who you are, but I always think that people do the best job of explaining themselves in a little elevator fashion. Uh, who are you? What do you do? What was your your kinky or just coming out process? And what brought you to where you are here today? Well, my name is Dr. Carlton on social media. Um, I am a gastroenterologist in San Diego, California. I trained at the Mayo Clinic, the world's best place to do what I do. Um, but, you know, as a Southern gay man, it took me a while to come out. Uh, and at Mayo, it was really, really even harder because it was such a blue collar, the firm kind of place where everybody had a suit and tie and nobody spoke of sexuality at all. So um, it was really frustrating uh, in a long process, but uh, I eventually did come out, met a great man. We have two 17-year-old children right now. And... Uh, I, through those kids, actually, I got turned on to the TikTok phenomenon about <laughs> a, a couple of years during the pandemic. My uh, husband and I were sitting on the couch one night and I said, hey, I'm going to turn on this TikTok thing the kids are always on just to see what it's like. I turned it on at eight o'clock and I looked up at the clock about noon, uh, excuse me, about uh, 12. And I had laughed and cried and learned how to make chili. And in about 15 <laughs> minutes, it figured out that I liked um Harry Brown guys. So, uh, you know, the, she knows, honey, that the, the algorithm knows that that makes chili. <laughs> <laughs> and do you also get those annoying ads that go off from TikTok and it says sponsored? Have you been scrolling for too long? <laughs> I, 
I actually don't anymore because I don't really spend any time on it. Um, I make my videos and I get the hell off of it because I just, I, it, it becomes this process where if you read the comments, you, you just kind of get downward spiral because oh. there's so much negativity. Um, and I think RuPaul said, never read the comments. So I've just been trying to ignore that. I hear uh, that. Uh, I'm just going to call him Doc. What's that up, sounds Doc? <laughs> That's right. That, you can call me anything. Just call me. Oh, nice. So you are just getting off of a nice vacation, correct? Yeah, I was in Mykonos for uh, my 50th birthday, which was planned months and months and months ago. And, you know, this was before the whole uh, monkeypox epidemic. Pre-pox. Uh, Pre-pox planned, yeah. But after dumping tons of cash on this 50th birthday vacation, we still did it. We just had to make some modifications. What were your modifications? Well, we went to, obviously, we went to Mykonos. We went to a gay nude beach, and we were surrounded by gorgeous men with 10-inch uncut cocks, and they were all in our face, and we couldn't touch them with a 10-foot pole. So <laughs> oh, no. it was kind of like this Dante's. It sounds like it was basically Dante's seventh circle of hell because, you know, we couldn't touch him, but it was right in front of us. So, you know, uh, I can't think of a more cruel form of torture right now. Yeah. So I, uh, I got turned on to this whole TikTok thing. I made a video about anal sex because, hey, I'm a, I'm a gay man. Um, I know my way around a butt professionally and personally. And I thought, well, you know, there's a lot of people speaking about things on, on TikTok, but nobody talks about anal. So I boldly did it. And I think within a couple of seconds, I had a negative comment from my housewife in Iowa that said, how dare you talk about anal sex on an app for children? Mm -hmm. ah. and, and I almost deleted my account. And I said, yeah, you know what? I think I'll just delete her instead. Exactly. Um, and I turned off my phone. I turned my phone back on the next day. I had 50,000 followers. Oh, wow. TikTok. Just from an so, anal sex TikTok? And from an anal sex TikTok. And most of the most of the followers were women. I was shocked. I thought I would just get all the gay guys, you know. So um, everybody's got a butt, you know. <laughs> it, well, it is amazing. I, I'm always surprised. I think our highest watched video on uh, what's the safe word is about cleaning out. And Absolutely. Nobody they, knows how to do it. No, nobody knows how to do it. And they were, <laughs> it was, it was huge. Everyone was like, oh, thank you for telling us. You know, things like, you know, how tips for tops, tips for bottoms, how to clean out, um, vaccines you should get as a gay man or a bi man or a man who has sex with men. Um, you know, what you should do when you go to get an STI test. What's the proper way? Is your doc, does your doctor know what he's doing or, or, or does she know what she's doing? And, Along came monkeypox and boom, mm -hmm. and no, nobody was stepping up in the medical community to really provide mm -hmm. any information. And it was actually right after Darklands when they made that announcement that I made my first video on May 20th and said, hey, you know, there's this monkeypox thing happening. And I'm really concerned about it because the same people who go to Darklands go to IML. Which is right after. The same people who go to IML go to you know, New York pride, San Francisco pride, LA pride. This is good. This could be a disaster. All the and, prides. Well, and, and that's kind of how I, I think I even found your TikTok before we met you. We met you in Austin, I believe first. Mm -hmm. And it's just interesting how our health, our health departments are so disjointed at times. Like they won't, 
they won't help the the gay community, but then something like a monkeypox comes along, and then they're asking the bars and the organizations to help them spread the the vaccines. And even then, it's such a it's such a disjointed perspective of like, as you said, the comments. Like, I think I posted a, a silly TikTok of me and Daddy playing at Dory, and mm-hmm. so many comments were like, "Ew, gross! Oh my god, I hate our community!" And it was a lot of very anti like monkeypoxy things. Not even taking into account we're standing outside, we're standing in open space, we're not bumping right. up against people that we don't know. Yeah. And there's just this this stigma, whether it's inside the community or out. Like, right. I thank you for doing what you do, and thank you for coming on today, because we have a lot of questions about monkeypox, what it is, and we even have some questions from people that we'd love if you could uh, help us answer. So we got some Absolutely. cues for your A, or A's for your Q, wait. <laughs> and I'm not on TikTok, so I I I consume most most of your media through uh, Instagram, and I really do appreciate the um how you do both the information and the thirst trap picks at the same time. <laughs> because it keeps me engaged. You caught on to that, okay? Yeah, no, no, it's good. It's a really good balance you you have walking right there. It's one percent thirst, ninety nine percent info. Come on, yeah. <laughs> and one hundred percent pleasure. It's because... thirsty info. Absolutely. Well, you know, uh, this whole idea of social media and and how we've had to reach out. The CDC has actually come to me and said, hey, what's working? And I've gathered information from my. TikToks and Instagrams, mostly my Instagram followers about when people were having uh, such horrible, severe rectal pain, screaming in pain, I actually had someone tell me, Hey, I tried this one thing. Maybe you ought to recommend it to people. It's called gabapentin. Oh, wow. A a medication. So I went around my Instagram and I have my inbox is full of hundreds of guys have got it. Um, And I recommended this gabapentin to everybody for pain and people immediately the next day said, Oh my God, my pain has gone by 75% or my, my pain is down 50%. So you're basically crowdsourcing. Yeah. Yeah. And so basically I pull all this information back. I formulated in an email to the CDC and said, hey, this isn't actual data, but this is anecdotal data that this drug is working to relieve people's pain for monkeypox. And they're not being taken seriously when they go to the emergency room. And even narcotics really won't do anything. But this pain medication does. And lo and behold, they released a letter a week ago saying gabapentin, 300 milligrams, three times a day for pain. Wow. The whole reason that we're having sex and we do relationships is for pleasure, you know, mm-hmm. but it's hard to even talk about pleasure and, and, and sexual health when we have something like monkeypox, which is going after all of our health, not just the sex. Like, can you just for for a very, very broad audience that might not even understand what we're talking about when we say monkeypox, what is it? And what is what is kind of the, the ramifications of it and our our sex lives as well as just our health lives? Great question. Uh, Monkeypox is a virus that is in the orthopox virus family, uh, like smallpox. It was generally spread from animals to humans. Uh, There were two variants, Central Congo variant, which had a 10% mortality rate, meaning 10% of people who got it were dying. And then a West African uh, variant that was a 1% to 3% death rate. Um, and again, this is really, is a really rare thing for human to human spread to happen. But what happened in about April slash May, uh, 
we started getting the first reports of infections from around Grand Canaria area. I think around the, the pride there, there was there, something happened where this virus mutated and became more spreadable from human to human. And it's a skin to skin contact. While it is not an STI technically, it is very easily spread through sexual contact. And right now, over 95% of the cases are in men who have sex with men and have been spread through sexual contact. So it's kind of like a because other people are getting it too in a non-sexual means, you can't call it an STI, but it was it's as close as you can get. All it takes is to touch the infected lesions, which mm -hmm. so 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 what happens with this with this virus once you're infected with it? Uh, after a period of seven to 14, maybe even up to 21 days, you get a fever, you get lymph node swelling, you get night sweats, flu-like symptoms, and then this rash appears. This rash is like chickenpox, you know, a blistering vesicular rash, but the middle of the rash looks more like a, a big pimple rather than a fluid-filled uh, chickenpox uh, rash. Okay. So... Typically, it happens on your hands, on your on your trunk, on your on your face, but and on the soles of your feet and the palms of your hands. But also with recent spread, it's happening in the genital area. So in people's asses, around their buttholes, on their cheeks back there, on their penis, on their, you know, on their uh, scrotum. So in their throat, on their tongue. Oh, I've and seen on, it on an eyeball too. On, on, like I've, I've got a guy in Poland right now who's uh, got it on his eyeball and, and they have no treatment. So if it can go inside your mouth, can, how far down can it go? Well, people are, some people are having problems with swallowing. That's from, mm. from, oh. from, you know, probably from, you know, from oral sex. Oh, I didn't know that. Right? I hadn't heard that. Yeah. And I'm sure it's not made any easier with like the, the news and how certain political parties have like kind of weaponized the, the sex having part as well, which right. when we talk about the comments that happen, that's where a right. lot of that hate comes from. Right. So there, because it is mostly sexually spread, but it's not a hundred percent sexually spread. They're mm -hmm. weaponized it to, to like, if a child gets it, Oh, well, how did the child get it? You know, is right. it sexually transmitted infection? Well, it's not always a sexually transmitted infection. So we have to be very careful with that narrative at the same time we have to own that 95% of these cases are in gay men who have been having sex with men or men who have been having sex with men. So we can't get too caught up in the political narrative right now. We need right. to just fucking own it and, and get vaccinated and, too. And get vaccinated and take care of yourself and let the vaccines work and, um, and just make, make different choices. There's, you know, you can be sex positive and tell someone to get vaccinated to protect themselves and to, temporarily alter the behavior and and so that that that's one mm -hmm. thing i was uh, noticing a, a, a lot of misinformation right out first because here in san francisco uh guys would get vaccinated and then immediately think they're immune from getting it and then going out and playing and right. still getting it and right. and being aghast like i got the vax yesterday um, yeah yeah so that's not the they way don't to do realize this. that you need at least how long three weeks four weeks yeah, what's well, the rate like for for one to two shots sort of thing? Because that's what yeah. people ask is like, how safe am I? And I'm no doctor, but uh... well, yeah, that's the that's that's the really frustrating thing about this whole process right now is we don't fucking know because mm -hmm. there's not great data out there because this has never been a 
pretty much a sexually spread infection with this particular virus with people running around having sex, spreading it. So we don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, so roughly, I give a good, better, best scenario because nobody else is. And I'm taking data from the New England Journal of Medicine, uh, from older studies, and then an older study from 10 years ago that says at about two to three weeks after vaccination, you have a good antibody level. Three to four weeks, you have a better antibody level and more protection. Two weeks after the second shot, you have your best antibody level. Some studies say as much as 98%. No vaccine is 100%, no matter what vaccine you're talking about. Right. But your best shot at immunity is two weeks after a second shot for monkeypox. Okay. Now, the frustrating thing is a lot of places aren't giving second shots right now. And hell, some people can't even get their first shot. And there's a big push to get people vaccinated with at least some protection first before they get a second shot. Yeah, that's um, where we're both. We're both three weeks in with a first shot. And mm -hmm. I don't know if we're going to hear about getting a second shot or not. Right. I'm in San Diego and I'm three and a half weeks in. And we've been told from the county that we're not giving second shots right now. Oh, my okay. gosh. Well, so um, I'm curious and not to get ahead of ourselves, but obviously mm -hmm. like we're both one shot in, I get my second next week. I'm doing my best to like social distance and just be conscious about outdoor spaces. But we also have friends that have already had it. And some friends who have, you know, their, their measles or chicken pox, like how does that kind of affect? And like, this is a big question when we kind of asked our audience is like, can you get it again? Like, let alone getting it once. Yeah, that would suck. But, but how is the immunity if you were to actually get it? Great question. I talked to the White House deputy director about this because with the way things are going with my social media, I'm connected that way now. And he said that right now we think that you get immunity after uh, infection. We don't know for how long, but it seems like once you get it, you're pretty much golden. We don't know how for how long. You don't need to also get a vaccine after you've been infected because your body's already built natural immunity. And okay. so the gu guidance right now is no vaccine after an infection. We consider you to have immunity, but we don't know how for long. But another problem with that is that the, the World Health Organization and the UK have come out with guidance that suggests that you should wear a condom for eight weeks after infection clears. And there is no data for that. You know, yeah, what did, I was going to say, what is the problem yeah, for? The, 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 you know, there's a thought that maybe it's going to linger and come or whatever, but there's no good data for that. And the United States uh, governmental uh, folks have recognized that there's no good data. So they haven't put out that hey. extreme uh, position because we don't know. I made a video about this on Instagram this week and said, hey, you know, I, I wish I could tell you when it's safe to start playing again, but hell, we don't know. But hell, I've already had people who, who've been infected, recovered, and then gone to orgies like the week after. So it's not stopping people. Yeah, people are going to bounce back. But to that, like mm -hmm. when it comes to surfaces, whether it's income or not, like we're not saying that it is, but like what is the... What's the situation with like if someone that might have been infected is, you know, sitting on your couch or even gets in your bed? Like, how long does it stay on a surface like that without being like cleaned for sure? Well, the virus is pretty hardy as far as its, its ability to stay around. How long it's infective 
really, it depends on, on what sort of secretions happen there. We don't really have that many cases where it was spread through infected linens or, or that, that source or surfaces. Okay. Most, you know, most of the cases, though, vast majority of cases have been through sexual contact. There have been some cases where people said, hey, I didn't have sex with anybody, but I was at a party and I had this really bad problem with scratching my balls. And, you know, I hugged a guy and then I scratched my balls. And then, you know, a week later, I had lesions on my balls. So, you know, so I think it's more of a, you know, just don't get crazy. Don't get like we did with washing our fruit in, uh, you know, after COVID. Yeah. Um, yeah, Just, you know. Just use your head. It's okay to go to a bar. Just don't take your shirt off and hug and dance and kiss uh, or have sex with somebody there, you know? So this Um, is my question because, uh, because I just got back from lazy bear weekend up in Guerneville where all Mm -hmm. the bears were out in the hot sun dancing on the dance floor and Mm -hmm. everything. So, so, and everyone has a different theory of their safety levels and what they're doing. Some are Mm -hmm. one vaccine, some are two vaccine. One was like, I'm just not going to rub against anyone on the dance floor. Well, how how do you do that? (laughs) Can I, can I add to that? I went to a, a drag bar event and I went in full onesie, like fully zipped up and I didn't touch anyone, but like, mm-hmm. I still, even then like people are not conscious of their space. So like, what is the dangers mm-hmm. of like going to a little like tea dance, like lazy bear? Cause like, am I, should I be worried about daddy? Is he, well, is he okay? You know, I, I, it's, it's, it's really hard to say, you know, the, uh, a lot of, a lot of parties that we go to, people have some chemically induced uh, states. Oh, there's so a lot of chemically induced disinhibition. So you I you like know, you get touchy feely. <laughs> so you get touchy feely, you know, I've heard. Uh, and uh, so it, it kind of is a setup for mm. making bad decisions. Right. Um, and this whole thing about good, better, best. So, I'd, yeah, I said good, better, best. But I have three or four people in my inbox right now who were between week three and week four. And like one guy said he went to Dory um, and he was three and a half weeks into his shot, took two loads up his ass at, at a party from Dory, got home and a week later, which is now, developed the flu-like symptoms, mm-hmm. um, lesions in his ass, and he's sick. So I think we need two shots. So the best scenario for people is to wait until two weeks after their second shot if you can get a second shot, that's the best scenario until we can get fully vaccinated, altering our sexual uh, behavior can still be great. I mean, you can still do great things. Some people say, listen, you, know, you could try to build a sex pod of people that you trust that are, aren't going to go outside of a small circle to play. Uh, you could use uh, phone bone and FaceTime bone and you know, yeah, all kinds of virtual stuff, masturbation, toys, all kinds of great stuff. Hang on. So I was about to ask phone what? Bone. No, no, no. It's, it's phone sex or like oh, virtual. Okay. Yeah. I was about to okay. say, what sex toy is a phone bone? Yeah, no, I did. That, that one threw me. I was like, that's a yeah. puppy thing? Is it, do they oh, do no. phone bones? They do. They yeah, fetch. I'll, 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 say, I'll, say, I'll, I'll say phone sex instead. No, no, that's no, no, you, you, We get it. We I'm get just, phone bone. Just, just daddy's yeah. a little slow sometimes. Oh, okay. All right. So pretty much learning from COVID and even learning things from hiv we're learning from from these past pandemics and and doing our best which is just right. i wish people paid attention more because i think what is it history is doomed to repeat itself when we don't actually pay attention yeah right. um, this is this feels like and the band played on part two 
I think that as long as we give the vaccine time to work, our overall response is going to be better. Taking a bit of a pause, you know. Yeah. How do we do that? Because I, from what I just witnessed, um, there is no pause happening. There's a there's, there's definitely not a blip going on, but gay men are not stopping. I know they have canceled some larger sex parties uh, right. out of precaution, which is probably a good thing. Uh, they right. did not cancel Dory. Um, right. They did make yeah. some modifications to Dory, but still Dory happened, you know, um, market and, days also happened and they had a health official from Chicago go in and say that it was a low risk event. And I'm like, how? Really? <laughs> okay. Case in point. Cause like, I'm okay. One of the questions that was asked, like from our social media was like back knee or monkey pox. And I was just like, honestly, as someone who literally two days ago, I'm, I'm very fair skinned. And right. we live in an area with tons of mosquitoes and my blood I'm told is very favorable for them. So I wake <laughs> up two or three days ago and I have like three or four bites on my chest and I start like freaking out and I send him pictures. Send I send pictures. my doctor friend pictures. He's also a hypochondriac. I should have asked you, but I didn't <laughs> like, how do we, how do we differentiate that? You know, I think the most important thing is to put things together as far as timeline and symptoms. Sure. If you have if you have them on your ankles or on your back and you're prone to bites and things like that there, it's probably just a bite. Uh, if you have fever and sweats and flu-like symptoms and then you develop the, these bumps, that's more of a cause for concern. Although people who have been vaccinated may have a little more of an atypical reaction to the infection. Mm -hmm. uh, some people who do get vaccinated and either got infected just before they got vaccinated or got infected uh, after vaccination uh, are having milder cases. And also people who got the smallpox vaccine as a kid who never got vaccinated are having milder cases. They're still getting it, but they're, they're having milder cases. So I have a question about that because I was I was camping with a group of older gays and they were all like, oh, we're fine. We had our smallpox vaccine. Is that true? It sounds like they're more fine, but that doesn't make it 100%. Right. They, there is some protection, but I have dozens of guys in my inbox who were vaccinated as a child for, uh, for smallpox and ended up with monkeypox. And there were mild cases, but they still got it. And it's still, you know, isolation and no fun. Uh, so... It can definitely still happen. So I think those folks need to at least have one shot of the Janaeus vaccine that's out now. Um, I have people who are in the military, like Iraq and Afghanistan, who got the ACAM version of the vaccine for smallpox. And that wears off after about three and a half years. I have one guy who had it four and a half years ago, and he ended up with a big lesion on his chin right here. Yeah, so I also heard, heard that from some military guys who said, oh, no, we were vaccinated for this. But you're mm -hmm. saying that was a three to five year window. Yeah, absolutely. And so, and yeah, so yeah, milder cases, but still possible. So I think that I've been trying to dispel, to dis dispel that myth on my social media, but you know, TikTok doesn't pick up those videos as well as they should. And TikTok definitely doesn't do the fact checking as it should, but like, so like when I had my, my mosquito bites, um, mm -hmm. I, I started doing my own research and I found some lovely resources, yourself included, you know, mm -hmm. that said, you know, to look for those rashes, you're having flu-like symptoms, fever, you have like bumps that are that are also painful. Mine were itchy. So like I was able to, you know, use my my common sense to figure out it was right. just mosquitoes. But like beyond that, like let's say someone thinks that they might be uh they might be infected or might be, you know, having symptoms. Like what's the incubation period? What's the best steps? And then I'd yeah. love to hear about some of the side effects you've seen that have been bad. 
Right. So from from infection until symptoms, the incubation that happens varies from anywhere from zero to 21 days. The extreme is 21. Um, I've been hearing uh, about a week or uh, a week to 10 days is the most common. Usually you, you start off with this uh, flu-like syndrome that's almost like COVID really, except for you develop lymph nodes and really extreme night sweats and not so much the pulmonary, the cough stuff, but more of a systemic, just not feeling well kind of thing. And then the rash happens. And if you bottomed and get it in your ass, the proctitis or rectal inflammation that goes along with that is quite severe. And that's the most painful part of this whole thing. I think this virus attacks the the nerves in the rectal area and causes an extreme amount of pain. I have two, two people who gave me descriptions of it, both of whom had their neighbors call 911 because they thought somebody was being murdered every time they had a bowel movement. Um, one was, it feels like a corkscrew of a shard of glass going up your ass constantly, unrelentingly for five to seven days. Uh, the other one said, it feels like somebody's taking a potato peeler up your ass for five to seven days. Why are so, some people so good at depicting things like that? <laughs> I know it's just, and, but, and I don't think that even doctors get how fucking painful this is. This is this is the worst pain. People said that this is a thousand times worse than anything they experienced with COVID. One guy said he got hit by a car. He got shot three times in Afghanistan. And this pain is still worse than any pain he ever experienced. Before. So you bring up a good point. Is the medical community prepared for this, especially if it, it jumps over to um, not gay men? They are not. Not at all. I mean, People don't even people don't even know what monkeypox is in the gay community, let alone the doctor, you know, doctors and nurses. I mean, we are getting more and more stories every day. Thankfully, on the news, the news is I, when, it spilled it over, the news. Yeah. when it spills over into your local news, people are starting to learn about it. But still, uh, people are mistaking these lesions on people's asses and their penises for syphilis or herpes because it looks a lot like herpes, mm. uh, but not treating this pain adequately because they don't understand that this is not herpes and this is not syphilis and that this is truly painful. So uh, you get it in your ass, horrible pain. You get it inside your penis and your urethra, horrible pain and swelling. And some people's penis swell up so bad on the inside, they can't even get urine out of it. They have to go to the hospital and get a catheter to put in there. And can you imagine having an infected urethra and have to have a catheter put in over that i'm trying not to i'm sorry i'm sorry no no don't be so okay first of all do not be sorry because this is important information that i hope right. puts the the fear of of gay god into some people and just so they're more cautious gay yeah god. i've got to meet gay god <laughs> i know yeah aren't you aren't you gay god yeah. i'm sorry <laughs> no, so anyway god. <laughs> so anyway so uh, lesions on the tongue that look like a herpes sore gone apeshit. I mean, just giant, like quarter-sized tongue uh. sores. Um, horrible, 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 horrible. And if I could show you the pictures and the videos people had sent me, I, I mean, I don't even think I want to have sex again. That's yeah. how much it scarred me. I mean, I'll get over it soon, but, but um, it, it's really bad. Uh, videos of guys crying in the bathroom 
screaming. I had one guy who sent me a video from the other side of the door from his partner who was having a bowel movement and he was crying and screaming. And that was just enough for me to say, okay, I'm not taking a chance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause I wonder what it's going to take for uh, people to pause and not spread this. Well, I actually did put that audio up on my TikTok and my Instagram. I think if people heard the audibles and the, saw the videos of people crying and screaming that I get in my inbox, that they would really appreciate how painful this is and would want to avoid it. Sometimes you need something that shocking. I hated to, to release that because yeah. I thought maybe I was, maybe it would come across as me trying to take advantage of some poor guy, but no. I, he, he sent it to me and said, please let people know how bad this is. And this is five days after the worst part. Well, I've seen a, a few porn stars on Twitter do that as well, show what the lesions look like on their face and stuff. And they the, the backlash they get from it, too, is like, oh, you're just trying to get us to look at you and and sell more yeah. OnlyFans. Um, and it's like, no, they're give, doing a great service <laughs> right? because exactly. with it, we don't have information coming from the government about this. Uh, right. that much so but it doesn't beg a question though because we get censored all the time talking about sex i'm wondering what instagram's gonna do because you're talking about stds sex and all these things that are affecting the gay community if you have you gotten banned on anything yet for what well, you let's post not, let's not put that out there in the universe <laughs> no no no, no I, just, <laughs> I, I don't think they'll ban you because, but but, but, yeah. but when, when i was on yes i've had things on tiktok get get taken down uh and, I, and you have to, yeah. yeah well no, they're very homophobic and you yeah. have to watch your language and honestly i'm lucky that a lot of my stuff on on instagram hasn't been taken down but it's such a good source right for people that it would be a huge shame if it did get taken down true well even platforms though don't even understand like on on our podcasts we don't talk about covid but when we talk about or mention monkeypox it gets tagged with a covid warning it's the strangest thing well and i think that comes from because all of america was so anti-vax and and stuff right. over the covid vax that they they have all these filters and algorithms that anytime you mention vax it goes to the covid right now yeah no so absolutely. um i have to be very careful when i post on instagram that I post a let's get vaccinated sticker on my story because if I don't, it'll cover up the most crucial part of the information that I'm trying to uh, to share with a COVID warning. Um, Weird. Yeah. So, so, but if you put the let's, let's get vaccinated sticker from Instagram on there, it won't do that. So do, are you guessing that this is going to become a huge national problem for the entire population? And how are they going to, if, 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 history repeats themselves and we couldn't even get half of the Americans to get vax for COVID. Oh, What's yeah. the chances this, of them doing it for monkeypox? Yeah, very low. I think if what I'm worried about is when it does cross over and it's, a, it's bound to, you know, it has to at this point, right? Right. There are a lot of bisexual guys who have sex with women and right. You, and, and, and a skin contact. And it's skin contact. It's not, it doesn't have so to be sex. It, it doesn't have to be sex either. So, you know, have you ever seen kids play at a playground? They're all over each other. Right. And so once that starts happening and spreading through the schools, this is a whole different ballgame. Hmm. Right now, gay men are pissed off at me and other people for messaging this as a predominantly gay thing. Well, why are we only um, why are we only vaccinated people who are men who have sex with men or, tra right. or trans folks who have sex with men or in some places, sex workers? 
but you know it's it's gonna it's gonna shift a lot of the resources away from our community to to, to as the soon as it crosses country. over for sure as soon as it crosses over absolutely and then it's gonna be impossible to get vaccinated because they already don't have enough vaccine for us how are they gonna get it for the rest of the the, the country you know well my my Australian friends that were here for uh, Lazy Bear Lazy Bear had a vax line or they were I think they had four hundred doses or something they stood in line for it because they they're like we can't get this in Australia. No, I know. I was just, you know, I had a guy come up to me from in Mykonos from Australia and said, hey, you're that guy who makes those videos. He's international. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, even that, like, I, and they, they said that, yeah, they said that we don't have it over here. Right. You know, and even the people that do have it, I've seen TikToks of a, a straight woman that's like, I went to my skin person and they said to go to a doctor. I went to my doctor. They said to go to the CDC. The CDC said they couldn't help. I had to go to my doctor. Like, I feel bad for straight people. Like I do too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And I, I even have a, a a wonderful straight woman who works in San Diego f- to take care of gay men who have monkeypox, and she went to the county uh, walk up clinic here, and they wouldn't vaccinate her. Yeah, I was so pissed. Here's so, this woman trying to help us, and they're not going to vaccinate her because she's not, she's not a man who has sex with men. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But so what's going on? How is Europe handling this any different? Because isn't the spread in Europe less than it is in the U.S. right now? Well, we have certainly, as we often do, taken over the lead with monkeypox infections. Uh, they they really don't have that many vaccines over there. It's yeah, that's why. Almost, so yeah. why is it not spreading as rapidly in Europe as it is here? Any theories maybe on that? They, maybe they wash their hands better. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I'll be honest. I don't know why, or I don't know the exact numbers. I know they still have a lot of infections over there too. So it's not exactly exclusive. It's not under control. I'm not saying it's not that. under control. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but definitely we are way out of control and I don't know, maybe a lot of our, we'll see what happens with the Barcelona thing coming up. Don't they have their big circuit event this week? Oh, I don't up? know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then Mykonos is at the end of the uh, at the end of the month, I think the so, circuit thing there. So, do you know the the facts when it comes to the vaccination doses that are available now? I I, I hear different stories of we've ordered more and they're on their way. What's what's the tea on that right now? Yeah, well, they're definitely more on the way. But one exciting thing that's happened is there's there's a new uh, way to get. Uh, to give the shot called intradermal so that you actually give it in the skin rather than deeper into the tissues and it only requires one fifth of the dose and it has about the same antibody formation so we may be shifting over to that method to stretch out the vaccine supply by five times would that work for someone having their second dose absolutely okay absolutely yeah so the first dose and the second dose right now are the same but with this dose sparing thing we may change that so it may get more people vaccinated. It may make it easier to get a second shot. There okay. are more vaccines run, um, you know, coming, but a lot of this is like October, towards the end of the year kind right. of stuff. So I'm telling people now, if you get the chance to get a vaccine, get it. Get it. You yeah. know, whatever, you know, e- even if you have to sit there and say, I, I'm a whore, I sucked 20 dicks last week, you know, whatever you got to do, if you are at ri- if you're truly at risk, I'm not saying... To be like, clear, they're not making you do that currently. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
right. just don't not, not trying to scare people <laughs> i mean when i right. called in to get my first vaccine i was like hey i'm How a gay i'm in like i'm a gay in the the bar scenes plenty that's where we work and educate and we like event stuff and there was no questions asked, and I got that that yeah. shot within a, a a day or two. But we live in right. a pretty liberal city in San Francisco here, so I think right. that's well, a little different than say Albuquerque. Well, yeah. Well, in uh, other places are are really restricted on how many doses they have and who they right. give it to. So you have to be on prep. You have to. Oh, I haven't heard say, that. You have you to have be on to, prep. You have to say you were a sex worker, or that you had sex with someone who was infected and can prove it, or you have to say that uh, you really did have a, a high body count in the last couple of weeks, you know? Mm. So yeah, it's different everywhere. N not everywhere is San Francisco. Yeah. So no. you have, you have to keep that in mind. And a lot of places haven't even started vac vaccines yet. I mean, I have yet to hear anybody in Tennessee or, uh, or Alabama brag about how many vaccines they've gotten. Right. You know? And it's they probably just, won't. Right. And, and the whole thing about this, the way this thing blew up initially when vaccines were given out california and new york obviously got the most vaccine doses but texas is a big state too they have a ton of people in texas daddy they only land. had they only had 700 doses in texas daddy land happened on july 4th right over 250 infections from daddy land yeah three weeks ago i went on the news in texas and said my inbox is full of people in texas who have monkeypox you guys need to take action now and get people vaccinated and they sat on their hands and didn't do anything finally this week there's three weeks later they're finally starting to give vaccines so you know they only got 700 doses to begin with so i'm not quite sure how why they were so disproportionately allotted vaccines mm. but it's been a real big problem for, for folks sorry about that you're don't not. don't be. I my, my my puppy does that all the time when he needs to be let out. Don't you? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> that said, as far as barking goes, um, the barking orders have always been so disjointed. Like I was visiting uh, Salt Lake City for an event, and as I was landing, like the 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 organization there, a very like a queer organization, was like, "Oh, we just did all of these vaccinations." You know that the city wouldn't let us do pride they wouldn't let us march in the pride parade but they had no problem reaching out to us to make sure everything was vaccinated over here and i was just like it it's it's so it's so ugh, it's so frustrating at times so i just want to say like thank you for sticking with it and like yes thank making you. sure yeah. that information is available so where's a good source for people to go to find resources for this as far as information goes on the infection the symptoms how to get treatment yeah, even a fairly sex positive uh, statement from the CDC about how to go out clubbing. You can go to cdc.gov backslash monkeypox. There's a guy named Grant Roth on Instagram who posted a central document, a Google Doc on where you could get vaccines across the country. He was one of the first people to really centralize that. Uh, now uh, there are, are people like uh, BHOC partners who are trying to centralize it nationally. In Chicago, an engineer came up with a site for the entire city of Chicago, where if you want to get a vaccine in Chicago, you go to chicago.care and you can find a vaccine right away, or you can find treatment, or you can find 
you can find testing. Our community can come together and do some pretty amazing shit when we're challenged. I think we could build match uh, build the Taj Mahal out of matchsticks and gum if you get us time. Well, and we've seen this before with HIV, right? Uh, exactly. But, but before, we didn't have these mediums to put out information quickly. Um, right. We didn't have the internet. Um, so that's right. making this a little different. So you're able to get a message out there far faster than ever before. Right. Uh, so Honestly, thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. I mean, I put up a vaccine clinic and it's full in 10 minutes. Yeah. People are that hungry for this vaccine. So it's been an incredible ride. I am exhausted and I'm, but I, I'm going to keep going and try to make this better for everybody. Well, thank you very much for all those resources, the information, and not to end on like a dark note, but I'd love to go through some rapid fire questions from people in our comments that had about sex, kinky stuff, and monkeypox. The first one being from a caged bear, a completely encased gimp with gas masks should be fine, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. We joked on the last podcast I did that we were going to pride in a beekeeper's outfit. Yeah. So that's basically just a full body condom. So, yeah, basically. Yeah. So I mean, if that's, you have a latex. It doesn't, it doesn't uh, get better finish, than that. You're good. Okay. Absolutely. The latex okay. community is loving this. Yes. Uh, another question asks, I was always wondering about health risks of fisting or oversized dildos. Now, do you have any experience with that? Because I can never find anything. <laughs> you know, that's the question everybody wants to know. Everybody automatically assumes that if you get fisted or use big toys, you're going to end up with uh, fecal incontinence and shit yourself. Um, it really depends on if you were injured or not. The anal sphincter has a pretty remarkable snapback potential. Just, you know, go at your own pace. And then a personal question. What's the best lube in your own personal opinion? I, I'm just curious. We have a doctor in front of us. What's the best lube? I like silicone lube. It is messy and can and, and stain things up pretty bad. But I like silicone because you don't have to apply it as often uh, or as much. It's very slippery. And it also acts as a protective barrier for your asshole so that uh, you, if you, if you do have a lot of friction there, that, that silicone acts as a, as a nice barrier so that you don't get raw. How about um, fuck, marry, kill, but instead it is cough, hug, sex. What is the, the, the worst of the three and what is the most safe of the three? Right now, I think it would be sex is, is the most common way. Uh, hug because it's mostly skin to skin contact and then cough because it takes a lot of prolonged uh, respiratory secretions for you to be really truly exposed to uh, enough droplets for monkeypox to spread through respiratory oh, secretions. I didn't know that. Okay. Oh. That's interesting. Yeah. So uh, you know, if you're prolonged, have a prolonged kissing session with somebody and you're really face to face and really getting in there for a while, definitely a risk, but if it's just a little, like Cough. you're talking to someone and someone spits or sneezes yeah. on you. Yeah. Don't freak out. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. No, that, the, the spitting thing was a, a, a new one for me uh, because lots of people, especially at Lazy Bear where I just was, uh, gay men just love to kiss each other when they see each other. And, yeah. and at events, we've always had a policy of trying to turn your head and, but oh, I, yeah, go, mm, mm, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't kiss, don't kiss me on the mouth, especially if we've never met or I don't know. Right. And, um, right. and that's very commonplace for men to do when they see each other. Can we change that somehow? Wait, what would you prefer <laughs> yeah. they kiss your ass? Just the side <laughs> of my cheek, you know, or, or yeah. not just a hug is fine. Yeah. You don't need to cut uh, kiss. I, I, I kind of like the COVID days where we just did bumped elbows. As long as there's no lesion on the elbow. Oh, great. <laughs> now I have to worry about that. 
Well, if people would like to air bump you uh, in any way, shape, or form, where can they find you, Dr. Carlton? I'm at all spelled out Dr. Carlton, D-O-C-T-O-R-C-A-R-L-T-O-N on Instagram and on TikTok. My most uh, uh, interactive is my Instagram. I answer all my DMs. And oh, wow. if you have a question or if you have a need or a concern, you can always contact me there. Uh, I'm always on there to my husband's chagrin. Um, <laughs> That's what the, TikTok does. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, my Twitter is Dr. Underscore Carlton. I'm not there quite as much but if people don't have those other mediums then um then uh that's another way to get me cool well thank you again very much dr carlton for joining us today answering questions and providing some very uh, uh tale scary uh graphic reasons that we should all take not only vaccination seriously but our own health i'm just trying to arm people with the information that they need to make good decisions for themselves what they do with it is up to them and that's all we can do at the end of the day. The reason that we have sex, the reason that, I, I mean, ourselves and I'm sure part of your job or why you got into it was just to help people make sure that they mm -hmm. have pleasure and they feel comfortable. And so I thank you so much for coming on and, and helping us because like I ain't a doctor, but it's always nice that we have a community we can rely on if we have questions like that. Um, so make sure y'all follow Dr. Carlton on all the social medias. Uh, you, you're going to want to go just to see him because he's incredibly handsome too. So I've been staring oh, at him all day. Oh, oh. <laughs> and if daddy, daddy, would, if people would like to find you, where can they do that? Oh, you can go to my Twitter, uh, Christopher Weston. That's Christopher with a K if you want to see the naughty stuff or MrChristopher.com. And you can find me everywhere at PupAmp, uh, PupAmp.com or just what's the safe word pretty much everywhere on the internet. This has been what's your safe word and... Thank you guys all for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. 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 Somewhere else the next day. I, and I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't even I get would, to say hi. I was yeah. at Smoke Out in Vegas, flew right. to Austin Kink over for an overnight, and then back to Vegas oh, for Smoke Out. Oh, so wow. nice to see you.